0: Get out. I'll get out of all your boxes. I'll get out. You can't
1: hold me in
0: these chains. I'll get
1: out. Good afternoon, Father, good afternoon, and welcome to ahead of the crypto curve, where we are creating Satoshi millionaires. One family at a time, one day at a time. One Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. And what a great day it is! It is December the 5th, 2022, and I just can't stop smiling. I don't know. How I'm going to get through this show um, just from smiling. There's just so many things that are going on in this space. And I don't know if I'm smiling because I'm just ecstatic or if I'm smiling because I'm just in dismay. I just don't know what is happening in this space and how people are allowed to get away with highway robbery. Um, But I've been reading and really researching for today's show to make sure that I can give you the answers that you are asking and uh, just make sure that you get the best information. So today we are going to talk about the digital dollar. Now, Uh, There are some special nuances about this digital dollar. It's now in the pilot stage for about 12 weeks. And um, we've talked about it before. I've mentioned it. I said that the government was starting. And individuals have started getting in my inbox asking me, exactly what the digital dollar is, how it is going to perform, and what that actually means to our community. So we're going to talk about that in the second part of our hour. Also, this thing around FTX and Sam Bankman Free just continues. It just continues and continues and continues. And so we're going to talk about that as well. Before we move any further... We are going to actually read our quote for the day. And it's by a gentleman by the name of Mark Anderson. And it reads, Bitcoin gives us, for the first time, a way for one internet user to transfer a unique piece of digital property to another internet user such that the transfer is guaranteed to be safe and secure. Everyone knows that the transfer has just taken place and nobody can challenge the legitimacy of the transfer. The consequences of this breakthrough are hard to overstate. And as we talk about this quote-unquote Crypto collapse, we will tell you that Bitcoin is not and has not and will not collapse. And uh, the ecosystem may have some issues. So I think it's an ecosystem. um, I wouldn't even say it's an ecosystem problem. This, as I've been stating, this is a company issue. Several companies that are having issues. But it is definitely still a tour de force and uh, I am so excited about being in this space in fact earlier today just taking a peek at some things that are happening in my cryptocurrency portfolio I could never be more ecstatic about life about the future about the way that things are going and how fabulous our opportunities are And I um, have to continue to say it as an ex-financial advisor on purpose, it is so fulfilling. It makes my heart warm to know that we have an option. You know, it's nothing like sitting down at a desk every single day preparing to talk to families about their financial portfolio that you know is not going to be where they need it to be at the time of retirement. And so um, as I get into this crypto space deeper and deeper, I really understand how this breakthrough technology is really hard to overstate. And I know one thing that will come from all of this, those that are still standing will really understand the beauty of this technology and the beauty of what our future looks like. And I just cannot wait. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we're going to jump into the cryptocurrency conversation. We'll get into our market update, and we'll get into some of the things that we need to be talking about today because we got a lot to talk about. This is KBLA Talk fifteen
0: eighty. In a moment, more with Naja Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk fifteen eighty.
1: All right, welcome forward. So we've got so much to talk about, but let's talk about the market right now before we get into some of these other things that you all are interested in. A couple of questions that have been asked. So first and foremost, Bitcoin is trading right now at $16,965, and it's up in the last hour, 0.03%. It is down in the last 24 hours, 0.75%, and in the last seven days, it's up 4.5%. And so, right now, ladies and gentlemen, it is looking like the market cap of the entire cryptocurrency space. Is at 850 billion with the B. And so we are about 250 billion less than we normally are, which is a little bit over $1 trillion. And so again, I'm not worried. I'm not stressed. I understand the beauty of Bitcoin and its technology. Now, as we get into Ethereum, Ethereum is trading at $1,257. It's up 0.8% in the last, 0.08, excuse me, in the last hour. And it's down 1.5% in the last 24 hours. But in the last seven days, it's up 7.3%. Which means if you purchased Ethereum or if you purchased Bitcoin a week ago, the price has gone up, not substantially, but you got a 4% for Bitcoin and a 7% for Ethereum. And so what we continue to share with each and every one of you to do is dollar cost average. Because if you dollar cost average, even if you have the entire 16900 I would suggest that you dollar cost average your way up to a Bitcoin because you eventually will have more Bitcoin than you have just outright buying one. And I've proven it over and over and over again with the different clients that we have. You can dollar cost average your way to an entire Bitcoin and have more for less. And I think more is better for less. And so we want to just continue to take that practice up and just um, really talk about the beauty of dollar cost averaging. Sometimes it doesn't seem like you're getting anywhere fast, but you absolutely are. Because the tortoise will out um, will out sash the, the hare eventually because the hare is going to take a nap along the road. And the hare has just been going along and doing what they need to do in a slow but sure way. And finally, eventually wins the race. And so, as I look at Dogecoin, which is at 12 cents, I think about those individuals that are calling me all the time saying, See, Dogecoin is going to go to a dollar. And so, I am looking at it. It's gone up 7.2%. And the last time it had gone up to 14 cent a couple of weeks ago, I told you, you better sell it. Um, If it gets any higher than this, I'm not giving any financial advice. But I think it would be a great idea for you to rethink your portfolio if you think Dogecoin is going to a dollar. In fact, as I look at the market cap for Dogecoin, it looks like there are 10 trillion coins out there right now. Um, It may even be more than that. But um, there is no mathematical way that Dogecoin is going to go to a dollar. You'd have to have all the money in the world to get Dogecoin to go to a dollar and we know that all the money in the world is not going to go into this coin. So I would ask each and every one of you that are listening to someone that has given that information to really tread lightly. Tread lightly on that, but really pay attention to tokenomics, and see what is actually going on with this particular coin, because um, it's just it's it's called a meme coin, M E M E, yeah M E M a meme coin so you need to read about the meme coin and what it actually does so if you go to coin market cap I'm going to just teach you all this really quickly again because I got 3 people asking me just yesterday evening about the possibility of Dogecoin making them millions. Now, it did make some people millions back in the day because Dogecoin was a joke and a lot of different people had a lot of it in their wallet because it was almost free. They were giving it away. They were feeding chickens with it. And when I say feeding chickens, what they were doing was because it was a joke coin, they had jimmy rigged, in my opinion, that's what I call it, Jimmy rigged, some chicken feeders, and they had attached it to some sort of computer program. And so if you bought Dogecoin, and you spent that Dogecoin like you would in a vending machine or a bubblegum machine, you could actually trigger some mechanism that would open up the seed container and feed chickens. Ladies and gentlemen, this is really how this coin started. I am not exaggerating. I have sat and I did sit with the gentleman, first of all, that created Dogecoin and those individuals that were playing this feed the chicken game with Dogecoin and watching them laugh about the fact that people were actually dumb enough to buy this coin, and because they held millions of them, and I mean millions of them, because they were almost free, if not free, to certain individuals that were playing games and having fun with this thing, um, they held those coins, and as they continued to try to drive people to purchase the coin, try to build a story around the coin, really posting pictures of dogs and taking advantage of all the dog lovers. I mean, there's a whole little scheme going on behind this Doge coin. So just make sure that you're clear and you understand it was a joke. It was a meme coin. And so individuals that got rich early on got rich for the most part because they were given the coin. I don't even remember, but I, I think it was somewhere around fifty thousand coins somebody gave me of Dogecoin back in the day. They were just throwing Dogecoin around like it was nothing because they weren't paying for it. But they built up a great story around it. They got a couple of, of our, um, I would say, celebrities to talk about it. Then they got us purchasing it on our own. And what did they do? They sold their Dogecoin. And And so it did make some people millionaires back at the beginning. But right now, I just really do not see that happening. It would have to, I shouldn't even say it would take an act of Congress, because right now, an act of Congress doesn't mean much to me. But it would have to take something just, I, I don't know, It's just an unknown phenomenon for Dogecoin to get to a dollar. If it gets back up to 40 cents, I'd be shocked. But right now it's at 10%. And again, if you're holding Dogecoin and waiting for that golden goose, I can't tell you what to do or what not to do. But if I were you... If I were you, I would offload it the next time it gets up anywhere around 14 cent cuz I know there's a lot of our folks that hold do, Doge coin, Doge do, coin. And a lot of people say it a lot of different ways. Some people say Doggy coin cuz they love that, but Doge coin is the proper pronunciation for the coin. And right now it's up 7. So that's why I'm going on and on. So those of you that have an ability, the possibility to sell it, you can take a look at that option and see if it's viable for you because so many things are changing. This cryptocurrency space is getting ready to get tightened up. And so many other things are getting ready to take place. And again, this is a volatile space, specifically with coins that have unlimited supply. And Dogecoin is one of those that has an unlimited supply. You need to be looking for scarce assets. No matter what you're doing, you need to be involved with scarce assets. It's just the way money works. And no, this is not a typical money. It is definitely nothing like Bitcoin. And it's definitely not going to be around, in my opinion, in the next five to 10 years. But again, that's just my opinion. That's me talking. So that's the scoop on the actual market cap and the market as we know it. If you go to coin market cap, you can take a look. I see that some of the cryptocurrencies have dropped off because there is a total of twenty one thousand nine hundred and forty four that are currently being listed with five hundred and twenty eight exchanges around the world that they're actually publicizing. And so. Again, as we watch some of these companies drop some of these coins, maybe you need to drop these same coins from your portfolio. Why are you holding on to something that an exchange is not willing to even sell to their customers? And so we've got to be careful as we take a look at that. Now, a question that people have asked me about this Russian billionaire that died on, I believe it was on Friday. But he is the third cryptocurrency billionaire that has actually uh, died. He's actually a cryptocurrency trader and he suddenly died. This gentleman is out of Russia. There's a whole lot of different stuff to talk about in this. But I chose to do this at the bottom of the hour because I didn't want to go too far into my conspiracy theory. But this gentleman was 53 years old and he is the third top cryptocurrency trader to suddenly die in the last three weeks. So I don't even know where we want to go with this and what we want to say, but these trading moguls are popping up dead across the globe. I don't know why it is weird, really, really weird. Um And so the New York Times, the Washington Post, um, and they used to be, I shouldn't say used to be, but they were respectable media outlets in this com- country writing fluff pieces about uh, some of these other companies and some of these other things that are going on. But I couldn't really find how people are, or if people were talking about these individuals just coming up Unfortunately, dead. And so uh, but this is the third prominent cryptocurrency mogul that is actually dead in a matter of a few weeks. And so a lot of us are wondering what in the world is going on. And I don't know if it's just because they're Russian and they're in Russia and there are some other things that are happening. But this is all too coincidental, in my opinion. And so, again, this gentleman was 53. He was the founder of a trading and investing platform. And his helicopter actually crashed in a resort. And so uh, the other individuals passed away at age 30 in his sleep last week. And then there was another one that was 29 that drowned in Puerto Rico. And everybody is trying to figure out these individuals had so much to live for, so much money, so much cryptocurrency, so much promise. Uh, and then they just upped and, and passed away. And so there are a lot of, again, questions being asked about these unexpectedly, um, these unexpected, untimely deaths and wondering if the government has anything to do with it. But then we take a look at Russia and what's going on over there, and I think that um, with this tweet that Mr. Munchkin did, and this gentleman, again, he was 29, he tweeted that he heard the CIA, and that's American CIA, not Russian, And Mossad, American and Israel's National Intelligence Agency, were going to murder him. And a couple of hours later, he was dead. So nobody's really reporting on it. And so for those of you that asked me the question, are we in fear of being in some sort of trouble? Well, first of all, I don't have the millions of dollars that these individuals have—they're billionaires in this space—so I don't think they're coming after little old me. But, um, but we are paying attention, and we do want to say that this last crash on this blue sky in this um, in Switzerland has really raised an eyebrow for me and several other individuals that are watching closely what's going on. So. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll just have to look to the future to get real answers about these different suicide reports and these untimely deaths because they are something to take a look at. And I want to thank each and every one of you for bringing it to my attention and asking questions about it and asking me to address it on the radio when we come forward after news, traffic and sports We are going to jump in to the Dems and the Republicans. So the Democrats and the Republicans actually join forces to talk about and deal with the stuff going on in this cryptocurrency space. When we come forward, this is KBLA KBLA Talk 1580. We
0: don't try to be all things to all people, we just remain true to who we are. You're listening to KBLA Talk
1: 1580.
0: Broadcasting live from Lowert Park, USA. USA, USA. Welcome back to your home for unapologetically progressive radio. KBLA Talk 1580.
1: All right, welcome forward. And I guess this is the article that actually put a smile on my face that I couldn't stop smiling because I'm smiling again. But it's not a real laughing matter for those that lost money. But the Democrats and the Republicans actually joined forces to actually pressure Sam Bankman-Free to testify before Congress. And Auntie Maxine has and I say this is her quote your willingness to talk to the public will help the company's customers, investment, investors, and others to understand what is going on. So the actual leadership of the United States House Financial Services Committee They've all separately called for former FTX CEO, Sam Bankman Free, to actually appear in an investigative hearing, which is scheduled for December the 13th. Now, a lot of the blacks, that, blacks and Hispanics that are in cryptocurrency in this space, myself being one of them, we are all getting on a call together to talk about what has happened and what we need to do to actually circumvent those individuals that have not been listening to us from the beginning. And that is why they're getting what they got right now. But put that aside, December the 13th, they're going to be meeting um, during a hearing. And so uh, Auntie Maxine actually is... One of, of course, the high-ranking members, uh, with one of the high-ranking members, his name is Patrick McHenry. He's a Republican, and they together have requested that he speak at this hearing. So we'll see what it is going to actually be. He's supposed to talk about the events around the collapse of FTX, and it's unclear if the United States lawmakers intend for this CEO of FTX, or former FTX CEO, to appear in person or remotely from the Bahamas, where he is kindly hiding out Um, so he seems to be getting his way. So I just speculating that he's going to continue to enjoy his island and the water and not have to bother with getting on his private jet to get there to Washington, D.C. to actually talk not really testify because if he says the same thing I heard on the interview last week, he doesn't know anything. And so this is really interesting, but they have called for him to get and to get to talk about what's going on. And so I am so taken aback that everyone is using these real lackadaisical words How they appreciate him being candid and candid, in my opinion, was just absolutely ignorance because he kept saying he didn't know anything. But, um, you know, he's getting the pass and and I'm not happy with the pass at all. But all I can do is smile because it's almost like, you know, you want to say, I told you so like a little kid. I feel like every time I I see one of them say something, I just want to smile and say that's what you get because we told you. But, um, you know, these individuals that are in this space That come from, and he wasn't even really old enough to come from Wall Street itself, but they still have that same philosophy. They've watched their parents. They've watched their grandparents rape, rob, and pillage the financial system. And they're going to continue to do the same thing because it benefits them and it benefits that whole community. And it's just the way it is. And until we start doing something different, we're going to get the same exact results that we've been getting over and over and over again. And I hope that someone is willing to share at least some of the things that I'm saying on this radio show with some of the individuals that have the ability to really make a change. Because this space is not about what they've been dishing out. And we've been saying that so many times and so hopefully this will allow a lot of those individuals that are in the White House that are on Capitol Hill in the in, in all the different uh, seats to really take heed to what we've been trying to share with them and I'm saying we because there's a whole community of us that have been requesting to speak, requesting to step up and be able to testify, requesting to be able to help them draft up their regulations. We've been here and they've totally overlooked us and continue to go to specifically these individuals. This one for sure has had his mouth in his eyes and ears wide open at all of their hearings talking about what needs to happen because he needed things to go in his best interest but we are talking about what's best for the people, what's best for our community and these United States lawmakers and everyone else that is in this space really needs to start to listen to those of us that understand this space in its totality and what we can actually do so that this doesn't continue to happen. But I'm going to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to happen again. There's going to be another company that's going to do exactly the same thing. But I think when in this next thing happens, the next person is going to catch all of the heat that Sam Bankman Free didn't because they're going to put new, ro- new rules in place. And I was actually looking at a cryptocurrency place that Sam Bankman Freed actually poured 13 billion dollars into just ridiculous. It's a little tiny looks. It's actually smaller than most of our garages. It looks like it's about a 10 by 15 bank somewhere in Washington that he funneled money through. And he was investing in this in this bank. And I'm telling you, we have a. Man, I'm not even going to get into it, but it's just sickening to see how this thing is playing out and how many of us have actually been in this space looking for funds with viable business plans that allow people to not only be educated, but hold on to their own coin without us being the custodial agents. And we can't get a penny. <laughs> but these individuals can, can hold and take everybody's crypto and do what the heck they want to do. And they get $13 billion for having something that looks worse than a garage. This actually does look worse than a garage, uh, a, a worse than a garage in Watts. I'll say it that way. Cause that's where I grew up. And that, this looks like a garage. I wouldn't even go in. And so Um, It's just really interesting as this thing starts to play out how they have been uh, just pampering this dude and not really holding him accountable. Having him come to testify with no repercussions is, in my opinion, not not what needs to happen at this point because he's committed some clear crimes. But with that, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to jump into what is happening with this um, digital dollar. And also someone asked the question, and I don't want to forget about that question. They asked me, do I think that uh, Bitcoin is the only crypto that will survive the FTX um, situation? And so I am just honestly going to say that all of these cryptocurrencies are going to have to rebuild themselves in this new financial ecosystem and um and what they've done in the past just like I said they've watched their grandfathers and their fathers and they've used manipulation and centralization and they've based all of these other cryptocurrencies on those concepts and because they've based those other cryptos on manipulation and centralization. I just don't see this coming out well. And so the decentralization of Bitcoin is going to be what holds it up and what keeps it going and what allows us uh, the ability to really be in control of our funds. And so as we uh grow in this space. as this grow, it continues to evolve. I'll say it this way. you will find more and more how much of a great thing Bitcoin is and why we thoroughly believe that Bitcoin will be a proponent um, that will allow us all to succeed financially. I believe it will continue to close the wealth gap. It's not going to do it immediately. And I continue to say this is a slow and steady a 5 to 10 year financial Uh, projection, but we're going to do some great things to be able to cure some of the financial ills that have happened to us in the past that are happening right now. And that are going to happen to us in the future. And so I believe Bitcoin is our way out. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we'll jump into what the digital dollar pilot looks like. And we'll do that. This is KBLA Talk
0: 1580. Old money, old money, new money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580. Now, now, now let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA, KBLA talk, talk 1580.
1: All right, welcome forward. As we talk about the digital dollar, I think. We need to probably revisit this and talk about it for longer than any 10 minutes. But I guess today we'll do a part one and then tomorrow we'll do a part two because people are wondering just when this digital dollar will be implemented and what it's actually going to look like. And so what I started doing is really digging into um, some of the pilot not the pilot programs, but the actual white paper. Now, again, a white paper is something that explores what a project is doing, how it's going to do it, when something is going to take place, like when it's going to launch, when they're going to go to a different country, when they're going to... um, integrate their program with, let's just say visa or whatever. And so the white paper actually tells us all of those things. And so we need to be talking about the digital dollar because nobody's talking about it. And they are literally right now in the test phase. And so we're two weeks in, and I don't know about you, but I have been intentionally watching TV, watching the news to see if anybody is going to talk about the digital dollar project and nobody is talking about it at all. In fact, I haven't heard it one time and it may be just because such there's such a bad taste in people's mouth behind the Sam Bankman fried thing as you know, FTX But that could be scaring individuals away from talking about it. But it is also, in my opinion, something that's going to sneak up on the community and we're just going to be left wondering what in the world are we going to do next? And so um, there are several companies that have been put in place. I didn't even realize how many nonprofit organizations have been actually formed in order to test this thing, to see how this is gonna work out. And so we are two weeks in to this um, to this test and they're gonna do this for the next 12 weeks, but I think in 2023, they're just gonna spring this out and everyone is gonna have to know about these digital tokens, this digital dollar. And everyone is going to have to bring in some of their dollars, that fiat, that paper money, because I'm reading the white paper, which I think we'll go ahead and discuss tomorrow. So this will be part one, talking about the digital dollar. And then um, we'll just get into kind of what this coin is actually going to do and how they're going to roll it out. And so since this is part one, there was an actual study that was done, listen to this, New York, London, Hong Kong, Singapore, and Sydney, which means it wasn't just here in the United States, it was in London and in all those other places. And so there is a Depository Trust and Clearing Corporation, DTCC, and they actually shared some findings from a pilot they've been doing for the last year and a half, ladies and gentlemen. Looks like they've been doing most of this stuff during COVID. Oh man, this this gets really deep. I, I hate to be the conspiracy theorist, but this has happened. This is happening. This is real. Naja Roberts is not making it up. You can Google it yourself. Matter of fact, Google DTCC and DTCC stands for Depository Trust and Clearing Corporation. So when you Google DTCC, Google November 30th, 2022, and you will read the finding from its pilot. So there's a pilot going on right now, but there was a pilot going on during COVID. And they put together the findings. And so the findings from this first pilot have helped them to launch what's going on right now. So you need to get in there and read because they are exploring post-trade security settlement with the U.S. central bank digital currency. And we know that the central bank digital currency, which you're going to hear everybody say CBDC, and they say it really quickly, But those of you who are listening and educating yourselves, you'll know what a CBDC is because most of America is going to be like, well, I don't know what that is. And they're not even going to bother to figure out, but it stands for the central bank digital currency. So there will be Bitcoin. There will be Ethereum. There will be Dogecoin. There will be all these other cryptocurrencies, but there's also going to be a CBDC. Period. And there's going to be CBDCs here in America, probably in Europe, probably in China. Not probably. They're already putting these things together. And so uh, this pilot program is showing how people are actually reacting to not having cash and dealing with this CBDC for this digital dollar, and it's in favor of this digital dollar. So it's coming, ladies and gentlemen. I don't even know really how to prepare our community for what's happening because they've been very secretive about it. And when they're able to actually implement it, it's going to be very, very sudden. And then we've always got to think back to 1933 when our president did the executive order. Uh, that called all the gold to be turned into the Federal Reserve Banks. I just think they're going to do exactly the same thing if we look at history. So when we come forward, ladies and gentlemen, we'll do our daily dollar cost average. I promise you tomorrow to break down what's going on with this new pilot program that we're two weeks into. We've got several weeks left, and I'll tell you what the end result is going to be. We'll talk about that tomorrow, but when we come forward, we'll do our DCA. A day. This is KBLA Talk 1580.
0: You're linked to the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where hate meets a scholarly match. Hey, hey.
1: Welcome forward, ladies and gentlemen. We have to do our DCA a day to keep poverty away on our own time today. So we're going to just utilize the Black Wall Street wallet to purchase our $6 worth of Satoshis. A Satoshi is the smallest increment of a Bitcoin, just like a penny is the smallest increment of the dollar. I want to thank you for rocking with me today. But I promise you tomorrow we are going to dig in and spend most of the hour talking about the digital dollar and what the pilot program is and what that means to our community specifically because that's who matters the most in my opinion is our community not what the regulators want to do and everybody else so we're going to get into that tomorrow part two of the digital dollar project that's happening in the United States and so we're going to make way for the D.L. Hughley show if you have any questions or you have anything you want me to to address, please send me an email at roberts at gmail.com. Again, roberts at gmail.com. This is the head of the crypto curve, and I am your host, Naja Roberts. And I am extremely excited about the digital revolution, because this revolution will definitely be digitized. Have an incredible rest of your day. This is KBLA Talk 1580.
0: KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.